All right, social media family, thank you once again for joining us for another installment of the A Better Way to Pray series. Now, we are on lesson 15 tonight. And the subtitle for this lesson is Answer That Fig Tree. Answer That Fig Tree. That's so, we are going to lead off in Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. And we are going to start at. Let's start at verse 11. Mark 11. Starting at verse 11. And go down to verse 14. Right, in the New Living Translation, it reads So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went to the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. And then he returned to Bethany with the twelve disciples. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in a full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see it, if he could find any figs. But there were only leaves because it was too early in the season fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. I don't pause there. Okay, now. They, the disciples see Jesus talking to fruit. What do you think we're going through their mind? He's nuts. <laughs> All right. Now, there's no indication that anything happened in that moment, right? Mm. Right. All right. Nothing. Now, see, these are some implications here, some things that we can gather and glean from this. I know me and um, Eric were talking, you know, prior to us getting on, on the live stream tonight and just talking about the whole process of, you know, declaring healing or, or laying claim to our healing as believers and praying for other people for their healing to manifest itself. And how a lot of times when we pray or we declare the word of us over our own bodies or over other people, instantaneously we may not see anything that I mean that's more more common than seeing miraculous manifestation in that moment right but because we don't see nothing right then does it mean nothing happened does it mean nothing happened just because we don't see anything instantly thinking either to either when nothing happens either we conclude that they didn't have enough faith or I didn't have enough faith so it's either it's one of us mm -hmm. so that's why you can see the manifestation so uh, or like I said God it just wasn't God's way to do it 
So you left with outwards left with those two answers as to why you didn't see any manifestation. So that means you walked away, you gave up, or either now you get into work mode. Well, I gotta figure out how to get more faith to make it happen. You gotta keep praying. Right. Keep well, praying. Let's, nothing happened. Let's just keep praying. Right. Because you know what that really means. Right, but really you, you have a mindset. Yeah. Now you're in work stuff when you have that mindset. Okay, yeah. pray that something happens. You know, every day, believing, confessing, confessing, confessing. Oh, I just give up and said, hey, you know what? I just tolerate. Yeah. <coughs> because I know when we we read the scripture and we see, you know, Jesus' ministry. And the healings that occurred, you know, we we see the the speed right. at which things happened. Now, obviously, you know, we can we can see that, but this scripture here, it and we're gonna go to verse twenty and look at verse twenty-three, right? It shows us the power of, of words and how just because in our math with our natural eyes we don't see we may not see instant manifestation of something happened doesn't mean that nothing happened when you initially declared the word over something right now let's go back to mark 11. all right now this is after the you know jesus threw the, the thieves out of the temple Right. Stop. I'm sorry. Verse 19. He said, verse 19 in the New Living says, That evening Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fat the fig tree that you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I'll tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I'll tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. Now in the King James, it reads, And Jesus answering, say it in verse 22, Jesus answering, say it unto him, have faith in God. And some translations say, have faith of God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now you see that Peter noticed that fig tree and he said, wow, look, it was withered up at the roots. But now the day prior to is when the word was spoken. But there's no indication of them in seeing anything manifest itself in that moment. But yet the day after, <clears throat> 
they go past the tree. And what happened? He was dead. Following through the roots. Peter saw it was withered from the roots up. So now, just looking at this, what can we, how can we find guidance and encouragement in our prayer lives? <coughs> I mean, just because we don't see anything right then, that's, that doesn't mean that nothing's going to happen. We're not going to see the manifestation just because we don't see it at the moment. Yeah. So. Um, an interesting thing with this, and this is actually a personal testimony. Um, I've been thinking about this today and trying to encourage myself. It's been a long day, but um, several years ago, um, back in 2015, Andrew Womack himself prayed for me and ministered to me at a conference in Charlotte, North Carolina, and um, he and it was one issue I was dealing with at the time. I've God has had to help me renew my mind, heal my mind of things, really horrible things I went through. But anyways, it's been a process, but God's been with me the whole time. Um, he had told me when he looked in my eyes and stuff, and I mean, I believe he was, you know, using the gifts of spirit and stuff. He told me, he goes, this runs deep, what I was going through and stuff, what I've been going through. And he goes, and then he told me, like, he even told me at the end of the week, he was like, come back to me, you know, tomorrow, let me know, whatever. Anyways, it was a week-long conference, but he ended up praying for me or talking to me a couple of times. But um, the last time he talked to me, he goes, you're going to find yourself going into, like, the ditch here or ditch there, but just get yourself right back on track because stuff yeah, I've been through. And, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I mean, as we all do, you know, it's like you wanted the prophet to pray for you and have the immediate miracle, you know. Let's make it quick, you know. And even today, I've been frustrated, I admit, my brothers and sisters, I've been like, God, oh, snap, snap. I, I know this is, I've got this far. I need to be the rest of the way. But it just made me think what we're talking about here is like sometimes it's stuff you're not seeing happening, you know. And I've been a personal testimony of that, that when Andrew even ministered that to me, I had no idea some of the underlying stuff. But God did, and he brought it out. I mean, not that he hurt me. You know, he was able to reveal it, and it's been layers and stuff. And I go, sometimes it's like we said, miracles happen like this. Sometimes it stuff you don't know is going on, but the roots drying up and all that and it working its way. So yeah, this is a personal testimony. You know, I was thinking uh, you, you said God is an encouragement, um, Julius. Um, I guess the guidance, you know, it's like, Jesus confessed with his mouth and then he believed in his heart. So it's like salvation. It sounds like almost like foundational um, um, point where we get salvation and we get other things too that we pray for. Confessing with our mouths for like a prayer and then believing in our heart. And so I guess some encouragement I get from it is I think doubt can come, but it sounds like I know it's another scripture that says we guard our hearts. So so doubt comes in our mind, that won't hinder prayer as long as we guard our heart and that doubt will enter our heart. 
it was like we confess or we pray and then believe for it. And, you know, doubt might come, you know, ain't nothing happened yet. You know, because Satan going to try to send you some stuff, saying that he ain't going to get nothing. Nothing's going to come from it. And then also, I guess, people might work. Your mind might, you know, your natural flesh might too. But it sounds like that's normal, natural, but as long as it doesn't get into our hearts, <coughs> that that confession or that prayer is still, you know, standing strong and will still come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can believe in our heart, but have some doubt in our heads. Right? Yeah, thoughts come. Because thoughts, thoughts will come. And it's yeah. taking them captive. Because, you know, your natural, the natural senses are, are, are surveying the natural world. And that information is, 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 is being filtered in. Right? So, you have to contend with that. And this is why, too, you know, when we talk about guarding our hearts, and I think about, you know, the, the, what people say about sanctification and separating yourself <coughs> from the world and all this type of stuff. And, you know, sometimes us as grace people, we hear that word sanctification separation from the world it's like oh it's like you know it, there's a there's an automatic aversion to it mm -hmm. right yeah, yeah. right but now if you're coming from a legalistic place with that uh it makes sense mm -hmm. but if you look at it spiritually what's really being communicated by the apostle paul here when we talk when he talks about being separate from the world and being you know this whole process of having our minds renewed. Basically, we're just guarding our eye gate, ear gate, mouth gate. The type of information, the types of things that are being presented in front of us. Because what you digest, guess what? That's what's going to consume your mind. Because there used to be this phrase, you are what you eat. As that's true in the natural, it's true in, in, in the spirit as well, in the soul realm. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. What we magnify is what is allowed to grow. It's like attention. It's like the, the sunlight to the seed. Because if I'm if, if a seed is being planted, <laughs> think about the thoughts that we have during the day, right? Now, if I'm focusing on what's wrong, if I'm focusing on the lack that's, that's, that's in my own life and what's around me, then that's what my intention is. What do you think is going to be the consequence of that? Now, the emotional consequence is going to be heaviness, just this sense of sadness. And if I if I allow that to remain my focus, there's gonna be a sense of hopelessness that develops. 
And what is faith? <coughs> faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if, if I am not, if there's no expectation <coughs> of good that I'm chewing on, if that's not taking up the majority of my thought life, then what's happening? I'm setting the atmosphere for the opposite to occur. Because the more I focus on the natural things that are going wrong, the greater the opportunity for these things to grow. But I think here's something we're struggling with, I think, and I think some people I hear is the we understand that by reading this, okay, some things take time. Okay, but the human part kicking in what we said, <coughs> how long? <coughs> okay, I've been standing for one year. Okay, I've been believing for two years. Now it's five. Now it's seven. And so, in that time span, <coughs> and some people quit because it's like, okay, how, why, you know, we ask God, why hasn't it happened yet? I believe your word. Stand on your word. Haven't seen, but then, you know, that I know it's a scripture, and I think I read it like a year ago when it says the promise of God, it comes, I forgot to say, but I know it said it comes with patience. And so I think, you know, my definition of patience being being consistent, and what you mean is being consistent, your confession what you believe, what you, so, I think that's where the struggle is, is that time, you know, that human time frame of, hey, from time I start believing till I see the manifestation. And in that midst of waiting to see the manifestation, the enemy is constantly bombarding you with thoughts of, you know, what you ain't seen yet. Maybe you don't get it. Maybe you ain't got enough faith. Maybe, you know, you haven't been good enough. You know, remember you messed up yesterday, so. Yeah, a lot of lies <laughs> between. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. And then that, that kind of goes in goes back to the danger too in believing for things to happen a certain predetermined way in our minds. Right. Now the scripture says the promises of God are yes and amen. Right. Doesn't say the script that you lay out for yourself is yes and amen. Is different because the destination from where you are where we are to the place of a promise being fulfilled there are many different ways that things can manifest in your life especially you know you talk about healing again like we that's that's something that is you know a, a topic that we talk about all the time right 
Now, if you got it set in your mind, okay, I'm supposed to sit in this chair and be able to confess the word <coughs> for two, three hours or whatever, and, and this is how I'm staying and how I'm going to get my, the manifestation of my healing. Now, could it be possible that the Holy Spirit needed is going to tell you, hey, I want you to set up an appointment with this specialist over here. Mm -hmm. Well, I want you to go to the store and get this, get this, this fruit, this, this herb, this tea or whatever. Right. Now, you don't know all the ins and outs of what's going on with you. But guess who does? Yeah, I think what <clears throat> happened to me, there's two choices that was made that night, that evening. I had to choose because I was near death. I could not breathe. So like I, I think I told y'all, it was Raquel that day had said, it was like, I was meant to hear that it was okay. Whatever way he wants to reach you, don't feel guilty. Let him, he wants to heal you any way he can. It might be this way, might be the doctor way, maybe this, like she said, all these different ways she is. But do not feel guilty. <clears throat> and I was meant to hear that because I would have normally just waited, waited, waited. God could do this. He did it all over and over. And then I, I couldn't make up my mind. I, I was struggling too hard. Those two had to come in and go. And they prayed. Yeah. They didn't just come in and just do it. They prayed for everything. So it was, but it was a moment of, I got to decide because... I could not breathe, and naturally, it was not coming, so I needed help. And he, he guided everything. So that's the example of it. You went, you went this way, and God's like, I, I met you there, now I'm going to get you breathing. Then we'll get you back on the other. All the other things will fall in place. So we can, we can rest in the promise. Just don't get married to a process. Yes. But I know we hear the words like I don't come up and and these words there in Bible we we hear terms like get your breakthrough. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, your mind is okay. Okay, I'm gonna get my breakthrough. And then, you know, so it's a work mode. It's a mindset, okay, I'm gonna get my breakthrough, so how am I going to get it? I'm going to fast. You know, Working I'm gonna, again. I'm going to pray, you know, for two hours. Read I'm the word. This. And once again, we, we've come in. There's nothing wrong with those things. No. If the Holy Spirit lead you. But if you're doing it out of a mindset where it's itself. To make something happen. Yeah, to make something happen. Then, because like I said, I'm just, my mind is, I remember him always saying, well, get your breakthrough and get your, you know, and then, you know, pray and, and laying hands on people and all respect being <clears throat> funny seeing people get pushed down to the flow and you know just all kinds of things and and so but you, get, you gotta get your breakthrough and so you know but you you see all this and it's like okay then people get out the floor and still ain't got no breakthrough so yeah. you pray all night long still ain't get no breakthrough and so yeah, um, yeah. it's and I've seen people, and I, myself included, you frustrated. You're like, well, wait a minute. You know, you, you know what the word says, you know. So why am I not 
you see meetings, you go to meetings where yeah. like other people are getting what they need and you're just the last one. Like you leave there going, I was supposed to be healed or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. And see in that and, and see when Paul said not to compare ourselves amongst ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And that you are not wise. See in that see in that that is a prime example of how you can get frustrated. And, and get bitter mm -hmm. as, a, as a believer. You know, it's like, so you can go on the prayer line and this person, they receive on the spot. Right. And then you, yeah. you, and you, you go back to your seat. Nothing changed mm -hmm. physically. Yeah. And then immediately in that moment, you, there's a, there's a spiritual battle that's going to have, happening right then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you going to stand? Oh, you want to listen to those voices of doubt and allow to rob you of what God's word says. Because then that stuff is not easy, especially when you're dealing with, you know, when you've been dealing with something for a long time or you're dealing with like chronic pain, <coughs> stuff yes. like this, because the circumstance is talking to you yeah. continuously. And this is why when we talk about fasting and in prayer, like extended prayer and dedicated devotion time, stuff like this. These are very powerful tools, but we we just have to enter into these things with the right mindset. I'm yeah. doing this to filter out the doubt. Yeah, I'm trying to clear the clutter. I don't want any doubt, unbelief. I don't want any carnality to rob me of what is what is mine. I don't want to rob, be robbed of any guidance that I need to receive to get me from point A to point B. To receive what, what belongs to me, to be able to be a blessing to X, Y, Z person or whatever the case may be. Yeah, there's definitely a, a balance in the two of, you know, <laughs> doing the things like fasting, praying, speaking the word or whatever. Um, myself, sometimes I've asked God probably three and a half thousand times in the past couple of years, like, God, you know, like I was trying, not that I was trying to earn something and God knew it wasn't like that. It just was like, I'll speak your word. I do this, I do that. Then I go work a, a shift at, you know, the grocery store I work at and after I'm off that day, I feel so much better. And I tried all the spiritual stuff before, you know, the day before. And it was like, because my baby, you gave up and you let me do it. You know, and I'm like, mm -hmm. just all that stuff, basically, that you do. <clears throat> we speak the word. We do all this stuff is basically what, as Andrew likes to say, fighting for our rest. And then when you're fighting so hard, you know, for your rest that you're actually fighting against the rest. It, it's like, it, you know, having God balance out. Right. But anyways, in my personal testimony, it's been like right. that. It's been like sometimes I've literally just had to get to the end of myself and go, you know what? I'm just going to work. <laughs> and, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah. Look at my outline here. It says, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree and cursed it, because it had no fruit, it died immediately at the roots. But it didn't appear dead until the following day. God responds immediately to our prayers as well. But it often takes a period of time before what God has done in the spiritual world manifests in the physical. Now see, 
just like us, the example I gave about the, the prayer line, right? So you got a need, you got a desire, something, you know, in your heart, you want to see God's will come to pass. You agree with your brother and sister in faith, y'all profess the word. Now, at that moment, you have what you say, according to what the scripture says. If everybody, everybody's in agreement, it's God's will, y'all believe it. Yeah. <clears throat> you have what you say. But we don't see the manifestation yet. Now, the enemy is on the clock now. Yeah. Because he has to get, he got to do something with that, with that seed. He got to get you to do what? To pull it up. To call your faith back in from the field. For you to give up on the grace of God. For you to say, oh man, you know what? I don't uh, to, to some to get you to to doubt and to pull that seed back up. To get you to say confessing some stuff out of your mouth that's contrary to what you were standing for in the first place. Because once you start doing that, what's gonna happen? Now your 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 future thoughts and actions are gonna be guided by that unbelief and study that agreement and prayer that you had before. Looking at my next point. In, in point C on the outline says, even though Mark 16, 18 declares, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, we may not see our healing manifest immediately because many things affect the affect the timing of our healing, right? And you notice here, <laughs> says, and they shall recover. Recovery isn't instantaneous all the time, you know what I'm saying? Recovery is a process. process. Yeah. So when they put you in a recovery mode, this, this means that you, you may be in there for hours or a day or two. They say you're in recovery. I found some old notes from, um, not old notes, well, probably about four or five years ago that I had taken from a um, an Andrew Womack um, prayer minister. I called on the phone and I called them. They were amazing to be there, but I wrote down where the lady was ministering to me. She goes, like, our minds are like computers. They can either be programmed good or bad. And you have to, in other words, reprogram them with the word of God and Anyways, I was thinking about that this week, and I go, yeah, we got to, like we said, recovery, renewing your mind. and <laughs> handle down sometimes and clamp it up. But that's good to get a bed, you know, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You, you, most things that is taught instantly. Yep. It's not taught. Over a period of time, it's like, yeah, hands, boom, and they done. show recover. That's true. We have biblical accounts, like, there was a few, like Peter's mother in law, she was boom, mm -hmm. and they call that what miracle. But sometimes it took you know a while. Even Jesus, what he had to pray for that one guy twice because yeah. he saw men as trees walking when he was blind, but then he prayed for him again, mm -hmm. and then he saw it correctly. <laughs> But even when we told him to go wash in the pool, mm -hmm. he said, when he prayed for him, it was done. He was just 
getting him to do something just you know just, have a faith and it was it came a little bit later a few minutes later could who knows what how long it took to get to that pool right right something he just walked down the street it could have been a, a 30 minute walk right and see it is and that's the danger of formulas right right yeah because you you could take all the, you, you you look at all of the different ways the Lord administered healing and how people received, you know, it 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 just varied from person to person, situation to situation, you know. Every everybody's not going to receive like the centurion did. Yeah, speak the word is good. You know, everybody's not going to receive like that one man did who, who got who Jesus spit on the ground, put mud in his eye, like put put junk in his eye. I think about the woman at the well a lot, and there's no accounting or recording that she had any physical ailment, but that was a hurting woman emotionally mm -hmm. to be married five times, and she wasn't even with her husband. And I go for Jesus to like impress her that much that she left her water pot. And you know, I go, it'd almost be like us now, probably like self, you know, our cell phone and our car keys or something, you know, and ran and was just like, yeah, wow. he told me everything that. I ever did. <clears throat> that she left her water pot. Yeah, was very important because it was theirs. You know, personal. Yeah, keep you know their water was safe in there and all that. And he touched it. he touched her life, and I mean, maybe afterwards it may have still took a little bit, but you know, you know the, the heart healing, but it, it started something in her mm -hmm. at least to go. Wow, the Messiah, the God of the universe, yeah, he cares about me. Um, you know, all I've did in my life, yeah, just, and he loves me. You know, who knows what she went through, but, you yeah. know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking at Mark 16 18, because I think it's just, you know, how when we look at that word recover, we can be encouraged by you know, the, the, the reality that everything is not going to happen, man, it's, you know, instantaneously. Now, that shouldn't put a governor on our faith. And when I say that, put a cap on it, right? Because things can happen miraculously yeah. and instantaneously. Yes, they can. But I can look at this and say, okay, if I don't see instant manifestation, I'm... I refuse, I will not allow it to rob me from my recovery, from the manifestation of what already is mine anyway. Because at the end of the day, all we're doing is putting into activation what God has already declared anyway. This is why, what, he, what did he say? My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is why we're instructed to pray that way. Because it is his desire for his will to be done regardless. He just wants us as are his, his agents on earth, or his ambassadors, to agree with him. Yeah. Because I'm going to do whatever time I'm working. I don't know if this was, when I would pray and I would see instant stuff, it just quick, it was quick manifestation. And I'll be honest, I got hooked on that. I got hooked on that. And so now when I, then the other time I, I begin to pray, okay, I want to see instantaneous. And so now I think, okay, well, what am I doing wrong? And I don't know if it was a, 
a level of me growing up because I stopped I stopped seeing quick manifestation. I started seeing things over a great amount of time. I was seeing it, mm-hmm. but I got hooked on the quick. The, like, you know, instant stuff. You know, instant stuff. And when stuff like that happening, it does do something to your faith. It's like, hey. But when I stopped seeing the quick manifestation, I was like, okay. Then you begin to beat yourself up. And so, but I don't know, maybe um, I kind of felt like it was it was a way of God growing me up, maturing. So, you know, okay, hey, everything ain't just boom. You know, okay, it's, I, I guess you got to get to a place where, okay, well, whether you see it quickly or not, do you believe my word? Mm-hmm. Are you going to stay on my word regardless of where you see it instantly? You know, because I stopped seeing the, the quick stuff. Yeah. And not that he didn't want it. And I say he not, didn't want to do it, but it was a point where I was getting so hooked on to that that, you know, it was like, okay, if I didn't see it immediately. Mm-hmm. You didn't believe then, it. Yeah. Right. Then you go, you know, start doubting and just kind of quit and say, okay, what's wrong with me? Because, you know, of course, we need stuff right now. <laughs> you know, like yesterday. So, but... I went through that season where it's like, okay, I didn't see a lot of quick manifestations. Yeah. And I think like Jimmy has just said, um, just think about all the examples. And, you know, I'm guilty of not doing that as well. But I was just thinking about what you were saying here. And, you know, I've been down that path before too. But, um, you know, I don't even know that during that time that I think of the fig tree incident, you know, it's like, you know, that's just a very a good example of, okay, because it's not happening, you don't see it, it doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. And I don't even know if I actually, because that, I'm thinking now because that particular scripture, I don't know if I ever put it, you know, me trying to get a manifestation of healing or something like that, but I, I think it could apply, you know, because based on I'm not seeing it, I'm not feeling it, um, you know, it's been a while, you know, when my faith starts, when I start to doubt that it actually happened. Or that by, you know, that with God's grace, like Mark, it's like, well, I'm afraid, but there's the doubt, you know, and okay, maybe this is a fig tree situation where, okay, I'm interested in get all of this, let me just sit back. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's just something that I'm just thinking about right now. Because I just don't know if I've ever linked that to the fig tree, but I think I can now. Right. You know, and um, I think someone was talking about all the examples. And then if you look at, <coughs> yeah, someone sometimes instantaneously, sometimes, you know, second try, you know, maybe so your eyes look, try to see if you can see again. First, you see trees and they all cast clear now. So, um, yeah, that just made me think that 
talking about that here because yeah, I think I'm that the fig tree just kind of thought about that. I don't think I've ever related that to a manifestation like that myself. You know, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, healing and then, you know, like other prayers. Um, okay. Thinking, um, I guess it's Acts, uh, I think this chapter four, that says, talks about Jesus of Nazareth. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. <clears throat> Well, it seems like, and I, I don't know if this is always the case, but healing means sickness is a result of Satan. And but make but you know, and I'm kind of talking this through, but you know, when Jesus usually pray for somebody who is sick. They seem to immediately or very near got well close to immediately or in that thereabouts other than I think uh, Mary mentioned um, when he prayed for the family, the couldn't see who saw me in the streets and then he prayed again, he took him out of the city. You know, I, I'm assuming there was like a lot of doubt on Lee Fair or whatever. But it seems like healing is a manifestation of Satan and then it immediately goes. Now, whereas maybe some things like, you know, you get older and you get some issues and then you pray for a healing and it's like, Maybe sometimes it's not me, and but it still happens. But maybe Satan is not involved. And I guess bottom line, what I'm getting to is, if Satan involved, immediately he has to let go. And so that immediate manifestation of healing seems to be happening when Jesus prayed. Whereas with the fig tree, maybe Satan wasn't involved in that fig tree. But Jesus said, okay, you ain't giving none of me now. I'm cursing you at the root. And so that was a gradual, natural process that happened. And that fig tree died from the root up. Yeah. And I'm kind of just talking this thing through. Is that, But I can't think of instances where Jesus prayed for healing other than the blind man, but he played twice, but still the second time he paid for the blind man, he was just immediately began to sit. Yeah, that's good. Because now, you know, we're getting into, you know, a little more particulars in reference to, you know, what the what the source of the the sickness or the, the illness is. You know, whether we're talking about some type of demonic spirit of infirmity or some sort of organic, 
deterioration of, of the physical body. Right. Now, you know, if you're talking about something that, you know, is, is demonically inspired, some sort of, you know, spirit of infirmity, then, you know, there's a, let's go to, um, Eighteen, nineteen, and the Amplified says, and he said to them, talking to the disciples, and he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Verse nineteen. Listen carefully. I've given you authority that you may that you now possess to tread on serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, Satan, and nothing will in any mean harm you. Now, as a believer, a disciple, you have authority over the enemy over demonic powers. This is what is being spoken of here. So that is a different, it's a different expression or exercise of spiritual authority when you are casting out a demon versus <clears throat> declaring healing or, or praying for healing for somebody to recover from a organic physical illness. And this is what I'm hearing Kevin alluding to, right? So in, in that respect, you know, the the way things manifest themselves, the way things have the process of things happening is going to be a difference. All right. Now, all right, now we kind of out there now in the woods. So let's just keep talking. All right. Now, when we talk like this, we talk about, you know, sometimes you know, when we pray for things and manifestation may not be as quick as we want to be, we want to see things happen. That shouldn't be taken as a 
discouragement or a way for us to kind of not be expecting of things to happen. Especially when we're talking about things like this. You know, you're talking about the manifestation of healing or you're talking about some type of oppression that you're dealing with in your mind or your, you know, your in your environment, something that is, is involving, you know, some some form of oppression or violation of the will of God in your life. Okay. Now, we're, we're talking about other people. You're praying for the will of God for other people. Then you're dealing with a different, it's a different, a different thing. Because you're talking about somebody else's will being involved there. Yes. And when you're talking about yourself, it, it is you and God. And the enemy is trying to violate. He's trying to interrupt. But that's what he is, you and God. And the enemy is trying to hinder things, right? So you got three parties involved there. Then we talk about praying for somebody else. You got God's will. You got your agreement with God's will. You got the enemy's plan to not see God's will come to pass. And you got the other person's will. So it's, there, there are different variables involved there. The other person's will is always in the play. So when you when you talk about praying for somebody to be saved or somebody else to receive healing, right? Or to, to, to be free from some oppression, to be delivered, then their will <coughs> is involved. Yeah. So this is why, you know, anytime we, we have, we, we study the word and we talk about walking out our faith, the correct answer always is, listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because I can see somebody suffering some, from some sort of oppression, right? But, and I know that it's God's will for them to be delivered from that oppression. However, I don't know the ins and outs of how they became subject to that oppression. I don't know what what people or what environment that person is in right now that is that is feeding that oppression. <clears throat> and I don't know what avenue is going to is is going to draw that person to a place where they can receive the manifestation of God's will. I don't know all that. So this is why we need the Holy Spirit when we're talking about praying for other people. Now, I obviously, just declaring the word over their life is, is powerful. And really, declaring that God's will be done on earth as it is, it is in heaven, that's one of the most powerful things we can say. Declare over a person. Because what do we know about God's will for everybody? His desire for everyone. That they be saved. That they have eternal life. That they be whole. Delivered. That's his desire. That, that their soul prosper. 
that they may that they may prosper even even as their soul prospers. All these things is clear, but I don't know what your process is. I don't know what my cousin's process is. I don't know what my coworkers' process is. I don't know in, I don't know all the ins and outs. All that stuff I have to leave leave up to the Holy Spirit, and we open ourselves up to be to be sensitive to if there's some things that God desires for us to do for them or you know to, to to say to them or to do for them or whatever the case may be all right well, our girl like she had that thing happen to her <clears throat> praying for someone and God said leave them alone for it now leave them in my hands not stop praying but don't worry about them right now I'm taking care of things and yeah. she said she had to step back. There was a situation in my life um, where I, thought that was unusual. I, I literally <laughs> felt, gosh, oh me, it's like, don't, you know, it's like, leave it to me like this, you know, hands, I could like see hands, you know, like that. And I go, like God was going like, let it go, you know, leave it to me. And in those moments, you know, it's like she said, it's being sensitive to what God's voice is saying, you know. He didn't say leave, leave him alone, never pray again. He just goes, leave him to me. Yeah. And then he has, he, you say, he knows what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they're, yeah, what they're pondering and stuff. And, and it goes, he's always trying to reach someone. He's always talking to them. I've been and in, I hear the way we think. And I've been in um, many situations, like in church and youth group, well, her and I both have, but I'm thinking about it. There was one guy that used to go to our youth group and he would come and stuff. And he was really sweet, but he literally i think he was demon possessed probably because they said there was things he'd go to other youth groups and he had manifested weird stuff like barking and on all fours and things and we would get after some of the ministers i know i was like why do y'all pray for him why don't you minister to him and i'm like there's a few of them we had found out they really had prayed hard and they felt like he wasn't open to it I mean, it could have been them. It could have been God. I'm not sure, but I know I used to. I used to at the time. I disagreed with. That. I'd get frustrated, be like, "Well, I need to pray for him. They have to be wait for him to be willing." And then Andrew Womack pointed it out that the um, the guy that had the legion on him and stuff, he bowed before Jesus before he prayed for him. And Andrew had pointed it out. And we we never realized this. Is like he goes, "No demon in hell is gonna cause somebody to bow." That guy. That was something in him to be able to go to Jesus to go help me, you know. So he, you know, we realized it's like you got to want, you know. You can't be made. God's not going to make you do anything. So. Same thing about the hospital to the church we went to. It's like, we should be in there emptying hospitals. People praying for these people to their heal. Yeah. And then Andrew pointed out, he goes, he had that, the, my, one of my favorite stories when he goes, the man was chasing him down, you know, in the wheelchair or chasing him down with a, um, a crutch. Leave me alone. I don't want to be prayed for. He goes, I couldn't pray for him. He didn't want to be prayed for. The guilt. He goes, and what the, happened to, we can pray for everybody to be, be healed. He the goes, guilt and the condemnation. I know a bunch of us carried for years because we thought, I prayed for somebody. They didn't get healed. It's like, maybe they don't, I mean, they may not want to be. Or there's other, like we said, situations. We don't know the depth. And that's where we said, it comes down to relationship with God, listening to him. Going, yeah, I said on two occasions, I prayed for you, and God, he, he he got the information got back to me. They didn't want to be here, and so there you go. But God made it was people I came in contact with, mm -hmm. and they said, you know, and I remember telling them, I can't pray for them. And 
Didn't get him no one. They was like, well, after I talked to him, they just wanted to go home. We were gone. It's like, and God, I'm like, that's your answer. They, they didn't want, so you can't override somebody's will. Nope, you can't. You know, I mean, God, how much, how much power for you that you pray, you can't override the will. That taught me. Yeah. Okay, you know, if they want to go be with the Lord, then. That's why it's good to listen to, try to stay in tune with him. If he goes, leave him to me. Not right now. Yep. Yeah. But he knows. He knows what they're thinking. We don't. Yep. It's a long time ago. God knows what certain people are doing. They know exactly what they're doing right now, what their deepest their deepest thoughts are. But you don't. Right. But he does. Yeah. And it, and you know, just just this this whole dialogue it just speaks to the power of what we hear on a day to day basis. Scripture says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Right? So and if we're not hearing that word of God, what else has the opportunity to grow? Fear, doubt, unbelief. Because mm -hmm. we're hearing something. Mm -hmm. The question is what we yeah, right. We meditate on something. You're being compelled to something. The question is, is what is it? But I love this, the, the way he approaches prayer in this book, even. Because, like I said, even the other day, last week, I heard, you know, one of my coworkers said, well, you know, um, you know, you pray with somebody, well, they didn't see nobody, so it don't work. And I, and I think, you know, when I heard that, it, it grieved my heart because a lot of People, they want prayer. Mm. They don't have a problem with prayer, but most people, when I say most people, you take that back. Some people don't pray because it's like, well, they're not sure if it's going to work or not. And so, you know, I'm thinking if you prayed, said I prayed 10 times and they didn't get no results, then there's that, um, can I pray? Because if you if you adopt that theory that hey, well if it's God's will, you have that mindset. That if it's His will, He'll do it. Okay, now I'm, I'm approaching prayer that well. I'm not even sure if it's God's will or not, so I'm not sure if I want to pray. Yeah. And so therefore you. May that not almost gets you religious. Yeah, you may you not pray like, if when you need to pray, to pray. You know, right? Or you don't. In this case, you don't know how. And you, the better way to pray, you're not. You just altogether. You maybe just don't pray at all. Just like what? Because I don't. If you yeah. have this mindset, I don't know what God's will is, and I'm not sure if I can know what God's will is. So it's like I'm playing, I'm gambling. It's like, you know, you play dice, you throw, and I'm not sure what I'm going to get. So therefore, it's this, um, no desire to really pray. Yeah. You know, and if you do pray, you just, it's almost, um, you're wishing and hoping that you see something. And so, but what I got from that person is that there really wasn't desire there. It was like, okay, yeah. 
didn't work. So, and so therefore, and when we talk about having a prayer life, which is needful for every believer, you know, and how to pray and how to commune with God. If you don't understand prayers, if you think prayer is just getting stuff that we talked about earlier, um, then, and you don't look at prayer as your communion with God, your communication with Him, your yeah. building that relationship, then if prayer is only used for supplication, yeah. and you're not sure you're going to get it, then your prayer life is not going to be, um, what's the word I want to use? It's not going to benefit you that much. Or you don't think it's going to benefit you that much. You're not going to want to really do it. I think it's, it's like the heart and stuff, you know, because we'll talk about like the society. People always want to make laws, which I think laws are important, but don't do this. This is illegal. This is illegal. This is illegal. Things have to be legalized today that people wouldn't have even dreamed of doing, you know, 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, really? The most important part, again, we do need laws because they do, for the meantime, you know, it's going to keep the society in check. But I go, the ultimate Number one thing is to come to God because then, you know, the right thing will happen. It just made me think with prayer kind of paralleling that. It's like mm -hmm. when we were talking to God about like his will and really know his heart for us, you know, and everybody will pray correctly because we'll know his heart and be like, hey, God, this is going on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you approach, you know, I would re-understand this. Our approach to prayer is different. You get a different approach. Yeah. You know, versus just supplication or trying to declare something and make it happen, you know, through my authority. It's more than that. Yeah. It becomes, even if I don't, since we're talking, if I don't see it right now, okay, I believe it's going to happen. Yeah. And if I don't see it happen, then, okay, as, as um, Julie said, there are other variables involved. Yeah. So it's not me, it's not that God don't want to, but still coming to God every day, just talking with him, communicating with him, you know, building that relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah. What do we say? It's There's married couples and best friends who can sit in a room together and they don't even really have to talk to each other. To like understand, just nod ahead. Mm -hmm. And they go, and you, they know exactly what they're saying. Yep, having that closeness. That was kind of strong, honey. Why well, didn't need to nod so hard? <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, um, I kind of nodded off a little. Thank Digress for a minute. I don't know. Where he was going next year is, but back to Mark 16, verse 18. I've been uh, trying to attach my faith to part of this verse. It's the part where it says, If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Um, I think I've seen another verse where it comes out and said, If you drink any deadly poison. Okay. Maybe I've been trying to attach my faith to far as food. Now, I don't know what the Greek is for drink. Would that 
include food? Could I? Could that be consumed? Because I guess I'm just. Why is it just drink? Or can that be translated to consume? Which would include then food. I'm looking at anybody that's in. I'm looking at the Strong's now. And, you know, you the word, the Greek word is, all, is often used drink or drinking or to have drunk, right? But it, it doesn't, I wouldn't say that it's wrong or out, or out, of, out of order to believe about for protection over the food, the, the physical food that, the, that you're eating. You know, whether you're drinking something, whether you're eating something, it's, it's, it's something that's being consumed by your body, right? And at the end of the day, the Lord is our shelter, our refuge, our fortress. I can believe him for any form of protection I need. Right. I've heard people, um, I heard one lady say on this scripture when it came to taking chemo. And she stood on and she's that's the scripture that God gave her. That if you drink any, you know, anything poor than this, it shall not harm you. And she said the chemo didn't affect her. So she stood on that as far as chemo. That's so because think good. just think about it that is what good. chemo does it attacks everything it does mm -hmm. the good and the good bad. and the bad mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and you see yeah. how the Holy Spirit let her stand on that right scripture there so the positive effects of chemo would be made manifest but she was shielded from the negative right yes yeah okay. that's awesome that's so, a good way to look at it thanks for sharing that Eric that is okay. very good. That is a good way to look at it. Very good. All right. I'll finish with the last few points from our outline. It says, the Lord commands us to speak to our problems. And we put mountains in parentheses. Mountains being representative of problems or, or adversity. Right. A lot of people speak to God about their mountains <laughs> or problems instead of speaking to their mountain, to speaking to their mountains about God. Most Christians, now this is from the outline, most Christians pray, God, I have this mountain. Would you please move it for me? The Lord told us to talk to the mountain, not to him about the mountain. This means that whatever it is, we can speak to it. So that mountain being metaphorically representing adversity. The scripture says death and life are in the power of the tongue. There's, there's a lot of power in all my house. And he's given us the authority to declare his will on earth. And this and it just 
when we talk about everything that we mentioned before about not knowing the ins and outs of what's going on with, with even with ourselves and with uh, those around us, it just speaks to <coughs> the value of praying in other tongues. Because really, we are literally lending our tongue to the Holy Spirit to declare God's will on the earth. That's what we're doing. And this is why the religious system and the enemy is it's like he's, he, he's surrounded that whole issue with so much controversy. It's not real. It doesn't happen. So much, so much, you know, just nonsense opposition because of the power that's in it. I'm going to close with Romans 8. 26 and 27. I'm going to read this name. Excuse me. And it reads In the same way, the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray, to offer, or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit Himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because the Spirit intercedes before God on behalf of God's people in accordance with God's will. So when we lend our tongue to the Holy Spirit, we pray in other tongues. We are submitting to the will of God to be declared through the fruit of our own mouths. Yep, and by asking all the doubt. Not to be interrupted by doubt and unbelief in our in all ways. All right, social media family, I know we went to a lot of different directions tonight. But we pray that you received something, and we will see you next week.